0: AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With
1: SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. The conscience of the Congress is dead. Democrat Georgia Congressman John Lewis died yesterday after a two-year battle with pancreatic cancer. He was 80 years old. Lewis, uh, uh, back in the 50th anniversary of the march on Washington in 2013, Lewis said he paid the price for fighting civil rights.
2: I got arrested 40 times during the 60s, beaten, left bloody and unconscious. But I'm not tired. I'm not weary. I'm not prepared to sit down and give up.
1: Lewis was best known for leading 600 protesters in the 1965 Bloody Sunday march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. AAA says decreasing gasoline supplies are contributing to an increase in the national average for a gallon of gas now at $2.20, two cents higher than a week ago. This is SRN News.
0: Dan Proft explains the left's victim mentality. If you've been identified as a
1: victim class because you don't have as much as somebody else, Then you're a victim uh, who has been oppressed wrongly by people who are privileged, who've got their privilege through no accomplishment of their own. Thus, we need to take from the privileged to give to you so as to remediate this unfair imbalance.
0: The Dan Proft Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot Intelligent Radio.
3: Just after 2 o'clock here on the AM 1280, The Patriot Airwaves. We'll have your headline act, Mitch Berg, coming up for Hour 2 of his program in just a moment. You can watch Uncle Tom streaming now on SalemNow.com. It's an intimate interview with some of America's most provocative black conservative thinkers on taking a different look and being black in America today. Looking at our forecast from the Homestead Road Weather Center, we're going to have a high near 107 today with showers and thunderstorms tonight.
0: The Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Yeah. Now, here's your headline act Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities
4: and World. It's the Wind Beneath the Right Wing, the show that's making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, my game, bringing the truth to the Twin Cities for going on 17 years now. We're, we're halfway to our 17th anniversary, and we're upset. Oh, yeah, we're angry. This time it's for real, folks. Uh, they have taken our home from us, uh, not literally homeless, but uh, the, the longtime home of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Keegan's Irish Pub in, uh, in, in northeast Minneapolis, is gone it's the place where the mob formed the Minnesota organization of bloggers, which, by the way, was the the the, the seat of really the, <laughs> the the rebirth of my social life uh, <laughs> when I uh, when I finally had time to do that. And uh, I, I blame Governor Waltz, and you should, too. I, I they're, they're going to try to to blame the turbulence in the in the bar industry. Yeah, the turbulence is imposed on the industry by governments. It's gotten serious here, folks. I mean, actually, it's uh, virtually every establishment at which I have plied whatever passes for my social life for uh, these past 15 years or so is gone now. I'm not going to name them all, but they're dropping like flies out there, folks, and it's it's serious business. And by the way, behind every one of those is an owner that put their heart, soul, and sweat blood into building those establishments into something and behind every one of them is is dozens sometimes more employees that fed their families paid for their educations got themselves out of debt got themselves uh, (laughs) uh, into better careers i mean Wait, people on the far left look up, down their nose at at bartending and cocktail uh, serving as well. That's no, those are not real jobs. Those are those are minimum wage, crummy jobs. Well, you know they can be. On the other hand, it's where people learn skills that that can earn them a heck of a lot of tips. I know, I know. At some of the establishments I, I know of, there's there are people who do earn six figures, having developed the skills to be a great cocktail server or bartender. I mean, there's a skill to it. People who work in the nonprofit industrial complex turn up their nose at those skills, but they most certainly exist. Anyway, I'm going to talk for a bit here about an issue that some people brought up, a number of people have brought up uh, on social media with me before the show here today. I do a little Facebook shout out on my Facebook page, uh, Mitchell, Mitch Bird, just Mitch Bird. Only, Only my mom calls me Mitchell. Uh, Am the HR department. Anyway, the uh, there there has been some hysteria, and I will call it hysteria, uh, along with some justified concern about a story that's been coming out of Portland, Oregon, where unmarked cars full of well cryptically marked officers in full battle rattle have been pulling up to anti-fa people. Quote peacefully, end quote, protesting in the streets of, uh, of Portland, uh, grabbing them and hauling them off in unmarked cars. It it brings up uh, visions of of Soviet KGB or at the time NKVD agents patrolling the the streets of of nighttime Russian cities in the '30s and '40s, grabbing people, throwing them into black mariahs, sending them off to the gulag and then never be seen again. And I'm of a couple minds about this. And actually, as, as I was thinking about, I'm really of about three minds. On the one hand, yeah, uh, unmarked cars. Well, I mean, police use unmarked cars all the time. If you're if you, if complaining about this, then you should probably complain about unmarked cars pulling up behind you and giving you speeding tickets or traffic tickets. They're, they're, it's stealth policing. You can have your argument about that. I I might even might even agree with you to some extent. But that's uh, the the, the idea that police can use unmarked cars is fairly established precedent. Now, is it a good look for people to jump out of cars, grab people off the street, throw them in the back and, and, and take off? Probably not. It it fills me with a certain amount of concern. That being said. And, 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 of course, as you read the the stories of these arrests from people on the left, they always say they were just protesting peacefully. Let's go through a bit of background here. In Portland, Oregon, over the last I don't know, month and a half now, quote, anti, end quote, FA has been pretty much given the key to the city by the city's mayor, and they roam the city freely. They attack their targets you know, planned and of opportunity with... Not even the faintest hint of interference from the Portland police, who have been essentially told to stand down and let the upper middle class, over entitled, overschooled, undereducated uh, children of the upper middle class supporters of the political establishment in Portland. That's a, that's, a lot, that's a lot to roll off the tongue. Let's just call them, quote, anti, end quote, fa, and their supporters. They've been given free reign in portland and seattle and minneapolis but let's focus on portland here uh on july 3rd and and sh- throughout the month of june quote anti and quote fat and people aligned with it attacked federal installations throughout portland attacked the federal courthouse with with uh with 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 firebombs with commercial grade fireworks with uh Everything short of a military attack. Dangerous stuff. People were injured. Property was destroyed. Federal property was destroyed. And a whole lot of people, as we found in Minneapolis during the George Floyd riots, a whole lot of people don't have a lot of trouble switching from peaceful mode while the sun is up to not-so-peaceful mode when the sun comes down and the loonies come out and so while i will agree as a as someone who was a libertarian and still has some libertarian quite a few libertarian sympathies i think the idea of unmarked cops throwing people into unmarked vans and by the way they weren't unmarked cops they had police clearly stenciled on the back of their uh, on, the, on the on the name tabs on their uniforms uh, but but, but yeah, they, yeah they are unmarked it's a bad look The optics aren't great. On the other hand, a a progressive acquaintance of mine referred to this as the SS grabbing people off the streets, uh, invoking a specious, spurious, really irresponsible uh, World War II German uh, parallel. I say this is specious, spurious, spurious, and, and irresponsible because unless you can show me hard evidence that the people who are nabbed off the streets disappear from the face of the earth and are never heard from again you've got nothing and i'm going to guess that that every single person nabbed off the street has two characteristics about them number one the names turn up in booking records the next morning and they have their Fifth Amendment right to be represented by counsel upheld, they get their call. And believe me, most of these people are the children of immense privilege, so they will get lawyered up, and they will have every possible advantage in the Oregon justice system. Oh, wait, these are the feds coming after them. We'll come back to that here in a moment. Because two sides of that coin as well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And and by the way, given the constant bleating that these people are, quote, peaceful protesters, end quote, I am duty-bound to respond, at the moment? Sure. At the moment a bunch of federal agents bound out of a car come and grab them, they're they're peaceful enough. At the moment that the feds find them out on the street on their own and not in a group of Molotov cocktail-throwing, baseball bat-swinging thugs... The kind of people who love nothing more than ganging up six on one on, say, a woman in a Trump cap. It just makes good sense to catch them on their own. It just makes good sense, by the way, from an investigative standpoint, to roll up on them in a when you've identified them and found them on their own. uh, To roll up on on a car that doesn't says, hey, we're the police. Here we come. Here we come. I, I, and, and tip them off that it's time to, to to make a run for it or to bring a bunch of your friends over and create a camera ready incident of police of, of uh, trying to provoke police brutality. So while I don't like the optics of unmarked cars, frankly, the tactics make perfect sense to me. These are the feds. And by the way, it's Department of Homeland Security acting Secretary Chad Wolf behind this, who has rejected calls for federal authorities responding to protests in Portland to, quote, go home, saying his department will not, quote, abdicate its mission to help bring order to the city. That being the mission that Governor Waltz, Mayor Fry, m- to a lesser extent, the government of St. Paul abdicated itself on Memorial Day week. On Thursday, Wolf met with federal law enforcement officials in Portland, where officers from several DHS agencies, including ICE, Customs, and Border Protection, have been tasked with responding to ongoing protests in the wake of the George Floyd episode. The DHS chief sought to rally support for the department's mission, despite resounding calls from protesters and city and state officials for federal agents to leave Portland. Speaking with Fox News' is Sean Hannity on Thursday, Wolf said he'd called Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler and Oregon Governor Kate Brown to offer DHS support to help them locally address the situations going on in Portland. Their only response was, please pack up and go home. Indeed, in a tweet on Wednesday, Wheeler made clear they did not want feds in the city, knowing that he told Wolf, quote, his biggest immediate concern is the violence federal officers brought to our street in recent days and the life-threatening tactics his agents use. Well... Bring that in court, Mayor Wheeler. I, I, I would urge you to, to use your First Amendment right to seek the redress of any grievances you can prove in court. And who knows? By the way, since this whole thing started over allegations caught on video of police brutality and carelessness, maybe the time is right for that. Certainly no problem finding a jury that will agree with you in Oregon. But I will tell you what, the the references to the KGB, the NKVD, the Gestapo all fall flat. If you don't show me some evidence that these people, well, two things. First of all, show me some evidence that these people who are being picked up off the street disappear without a trace and are never seen from again or perhaps are found dumped, lifeless, beaten to a pulp off of one of the bridges in Portland by the feds. That I don't suspect is going to happen. And number two, if along with the booking, these precious young snowflakes who are just turning their lives uh, around, young, by the way, almost inevitably upper middle class, overschooled, undereducated children of immense privilege, don't turn up with video of them shooting explosives at federal buildings, throwing Molotov cocktails at federal buildings, attacking people out on the streets. Who oppose them? Which, by the way, has been rife in Portland in the last uh, six weeks or so. I mean, I mean, anti-fa has been piling on to and attacking people who raise even a camera to them. These people are thugs, and they're out of control. And the feds are, well, again, via troubling means, are uh, are, are doing something that government has been abdicating in all sorts of. Coincidentally, inevitably blue-controlled cities. Let's take a break. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280 The Patriot, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Drop us a line or give us a the holler on Twitter at hashtag Narnshow, that's N-A-R-N show. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280
5: The Patriot. Never failing I know that I'll
0: limitless access to intelligent talk stream am 1280 the patriot with our free app your smart speaker or with iheart tune in and radio.com we live in the twin cities but serve worldwide
5: does your office need a little tlc do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky and isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago if so i've got the solution or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com that's the number 4 EVRcleaning.com. remember forever cleaning is so thorough you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and
3: cleaned
0: how does the baby move in your tummy how does the baby eat
3: Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280,
0: The Patriot. Stay safe in your home with a $4,000 chairlift, now half off for just $2,000 through this special offer from Starlift and this station. There's just one half-price chairlift available. Go to the station's website, click on the More tab and half-price offers, or call the station now. Welcome back to One City Zen World. It's the Northern
4: Alliance Radio Network, AM12A, The Patriot. There is so much misinformation online about coronavirus, about COVID-19. We're doing everything we can to keep you well-informed, not just informed. I mean, there's all sorts of garbage on Facebook on both sides. We'll come back to that in a moment here. But am 12 a thepatriot.com you see the latest stats for COVID-19 in Minnesota, updates on testing and potential treatments being created and reviewed, resources for employers from the Minnesota Department of Revenue, we care for you and your family's mental well being, as well as the latest from the CDC. Find these articles and many more at am1280thepatriot.com. Just click COVID 19 updates and resources, by all means do. Via Twitter, uh, Matt in Los Angeles writes, as an Angeleno, I look forward to relinquishing our status as the number most damaging, number one most damaging riot in all of American history. Uh, this may be an area where Minneapolis, Minnesota, really, could finally claim championship uh, rights after all these years of being denied, uh, coming in second in, in area after area after area. Who knows? Brett Favre couldn't do it? Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe... <laughs> Maybe uh, Jacob Fry will do something uh, Brett Favre couldn't <laughs> get, get us to number one. Oh, I laughed because if I didn't, I'd cry. 651-289-4488. Let's go to Minneapolis. And Pat, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the air.
7: Yes, hi. This might be a little bit off topic here. Uh, I know you are interested in politics and have talked about it quite a bit. Um, I have um, something I got in the mail about some conservative candidates uh, I'm concerned about the Hennepin County race. I think I'm in District 6. They're commissioners. And I'm wondering, I'm uh, involved somewhat, but I don't know an awful lot about what the Hennepin County commissioners do. I think they have something to do with light rail, and I wish they would have nothing to do with light rail and get rid of that. Right. And um, one of the, um, it's a nonpartisan race. So I know there are several people um, on it that I read about in The Sun Current, and they just talked to them about Black Light Matters and um, COVID, so I didn't get much of what else they do. I wonder if you could tell us more about what their responsibilities are, their power, um, and if we can get rid of light rail. And, and if you know anything about a man named Brad Aho. I think he is uh, – I don't have a computer, so I can't look him up, but I think he is in Eden Prairie having okay. uh, some political – clout there in in some way I don't know exactly what he did there. So can you enlighten me about and maybe the rest of us about what these commissioners are and what their their jurisdiction is and what all they do?
4: I will certainly do that. In fact, we are due to have someone from uh what? someone so we're we're going to have some people on in coming weeks to talk about the various Hennepin, Hennepin County Commissioner races because yes, they are very important. I mean, the Hennepin County Commission is the governing body of hennepin county right not minneapolis not the city of minneapolis but hennepin county itself and they are people who uh who who are the ones who who maintain the county government and what what does hennepin county control i mean the elephant in the room in hennepin county as it were is in fact the city of minneapolis the vast majority of the population of hennepin county the vast majority of the land in hennepin county is uh well not the vast majority, but a good chunk of the land is the city of Minneapolis. The good chunk of the revenue is the city of Minneapolis. However, Hennepin County is indeed a, uh, is, is a significant uh, government. They control land poli- uh, county land use policy. Uh, they control county law enforcement. I mean it's, it's to the Hennepin County Commission that the Hennepin County Sheriff who is an elected official, but it's to them that he goes for his funding. And it's uh, that's 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 where all of that money comes from from the Hennepin County Commission. As far as light rail goes, well, they they are involved in in county I believe county property taxes and county uh, the the levying of and spending of government of county property ta- property taxes as well as any other taxes that are the county's purview. And they have done a couple of things that 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 you mentioned uh, two things that have that should set your teeth on edge if you are a Hennepin County taxpayer. Years ago, I mean, they have knuckled on, they have been the ones to knuckle under to, uh, to, the, uh, to various team owners to sneak taxes in to pay for stadiums for billionaires and sports teams. Uh, the Hennepin County Commissioner did the subterfuge that was vol- involved in getting Target Field built, basically uh, s- taking something that was supposed to have been a vote of all Hennepin County citizens over whether or not to, to pay a tax levy to build a stadium for a bunch of billionaires. Uh, they They managed to get that scrubbed from the agenda and, and, and sneak it in as something that the county commission can vote on. And yes, the county commission is and has always been dominated by the DFL uh, for, for decades now. For some time now, the only Republican on the Hennepin County Commission has been Jeff Johnson, a uh, two-time gubernatorial candidate and uh, a genuine tax hawk. Uh, someone whose record uh, as standing up for the right thing on the Hennepin County Commission should, by all rights, have gotten him elected governor this last time a- around. And uh, I-, I think he ran afoul, I think, of the uh, of-, of the Democratic Party, the DFL's lead in Hennepin County and Ramsey County in th- their three most important constituencies. Duplicate Americans, deceased Americans, and fictional Americans. So, uh, he's been the only he's been the only voice of reason and really the only elected representative of a second party, a second significant party that differs from the DFL anywhere in the Minneapolis uh, metropolitan area. Now, Brad Aho, I don't know Brad Aho personally. I have not met him. I do, in fact, see that he is an endorsed Republican to run for Hennepin County commissioner. And I'm going to see if I can have my people call his people and get them on the show here, because this is one of those races that Republicans need to turn out for, not just turn out for, but to bring anyone who might be getting tired of the status quo in Hennepin County to come out and vote for uh, as well. Uh, Brad Aho uh, on his website is listed as a Republican endorsed candidate for the Hennepin County Commissioner and Oh, if you are a voter in Hennepin County, you should know how desperately you need to 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 inv- to, to vote some opposition uh, to to the DFL into that county commission. Because yes, if if their quote debate end quote is debating about Black Lives Matter and other issues that have nothing to do with the governance of Hennepin County beyond policy with the Hennepin County Sheriff, then the priorities are all wrong. Oh, by the way, they did, in fact, knuckle under with a, I mean, knuckle under. No, they they actually did. Uh, they did actively collaborate with the Met Council in jamming down the Southwest light rail line, uh, which is currently being built at exquisite expense and immense. Well, the dislocation hasn't gotten too bad yet, but just you wait, Southwest burbs, the dislocation and the dislocation is coming the the disruption of your traffic the 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 bringing of the noise and eventually sooner than later the bringing of the crime to the southwest metro oh yeah it's coming for you uh the the crime that that roiled up and down university avenue last month and in the years before last month it's coming to eden prairie just you watch the uh the the red line to the southwest is going to be mass transit for criminals no less than it is here in the Midway and all the way out to the Mall of America. Anybody remember the Mall of America? I do. Anyway, uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call. I I, I say this it's easy to get fatalistic and cynical about the situation in places like Minneapolis to a slightly lesser extent, St. Paul, and really blue-run cities all over the place that are that seem to leap over themselves to say off what when anti-fah says jump. But raising your voices in opposition and being heard, I'm thinking, has some effect. And we have some evidence of this that came out Late this past week piece by Tyler O'Neill at pajamas media this past week entitled did Trump shame Portland's mayor into putting down the autonomous zone sure looks that way you may not have heard about this you have heard about the Seattle uh, Seattle uh, autonomous Zone. what was it called the Seattle progressive autonomous zone I forget. Uh, that's been going for the last month, basically a bunch of quote anti end quote fa blocked off six square blocks of downtown Seattle with the active connivance uh, well, or at the very least uh, chuckling uh, agreement of Seattle's mayor and city council. Uh, they've been trying to run it as a is an independent, autonomous nation uh, Uh, Except, of course, for when they need the police and the paramedics to come in and rescue people who've been killed, assaulted, beaten, bloody, or raped, senseless. Uh, Then, of course, they need the city of Seattle and the taxpayers to come in. Something else happened in Portland, Oregon, however, this past week. Portland, of all places, a place that vies with Minneapolis for the most dementedly progressive city in America. And we'll talk about that when we come back. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us, won't you please? You can also join me on Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
0: Jesus.
5: I can't believe we have to make this commercial.
6: It's ridiculous.
5: You'll think it's ridiculous too. Listen to this.
6: This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events.
5: Ridiculous, right?
6: It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior.
5: So now there's a shortage of refs here in Minnesota. In almost all sports.
6: No officials means no more games.
5: Is that what you want for us?
6: Come on, parents.
5: It's time to grow up.
6: Cheer for your team.
5: Be proud of your children.
2: But stop being so ridiculous.
5: And don't make us run another commercial.
2: Because we will. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship.
8: So I'm standing here right now looking at 10 different brand new LG refrigerators, stoves, washers and dryers, and we have all 10 listed at a minimum of $500 cheaper than most of our competitors. That's huge considering at PJ's Appliance Outlet, we do not use the fictional, often inflated MSRP price that most appliance stores use to get these savings. At PJ's, we're discounting real-time competitors' pricing for the same appliances throughout the cities. Hey, it's PJ here from PJ's Appliance Outlet. Now, I know you've heard all about how our customers travel from all over the Twin Cities to save hundreds, sometimes thousands, on name brand appliances. In fact, customers upgrading several appliances have more often than not walked out of our store saving thousands. There's only so much I can say in a radio ad about our products, prices, and ironclad warranties. So if you're looking for new appliance or just feel like browsing, come check us out at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal.
1: Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. So I have to be honest and let you know that sometimes I really do get nervous about our current situation. I know that I'm being taken care of, but sometimes I don't act like I know I'm being taken care of. I'm really not concerned about my health. I want to follow the protocol that is put before us. I want to honor those in authority over me. At the same time, I want to be a responsible and good steward of the resources that I've been given. Day-to-day activities might look a little bit different. We should continue steadfastly on the path that the Lord has given us. We're not called to worry. We're called to run a race of endurance. Remember, the world is watching. How we react to our situation could impact how people see our faith. So if you're interested in having a conversation about your root or gutters or anything else, we encourage you to give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at TheKingdomBuilders.com. That's TheKingdomBuilders.com
4: am 1280 the patriot northern alliance radio network hey don't forget and i say don't forget it's kind of kind of astounding how fast this all worked out here my band elephant in the room uh which was playing uh we had our last gig on february 29th leap night up at uh up at neighbors in albertville And I had basically written off all chance of playing out anywhere for the rest of this year because it looks like live music is pretty well toast. Well, I spoke too soon. This dropped almost literally into my lap because I was sitting with my laptop when I heard about this. But we will be playing tonight, tonight at Freedom Fest 2020 in Lake Crystal, Minnesota, which is just west of Mankato. In fact, I'll be heading out there right after the show here uh, to get on the road to Mankato to load in and get ready to play. We'll be playing from 7 to 11 at Freedom Fest 2020 at Lake Crystal in Man- near just west of Mankato. I have the link posted at shotinthedark.info in today's show post. It's a link to the Facebook page for Freedom Fest. Basically to celebrate our freedoms that we have and to raise money for Jeremy Munson, who's one of the good ones in the Minnesota State Legislature. Uh, So come out there, be ready to pony up a buck or two to support uh, one of the good guys who needs to stay in the House. We cannot be losing any seats, especially in that part of the state. Uh, The first has been swinging to the right for a while here right now. And we need to keep that swing going. Jeremy Munson is one of the ones who has been pushing things to the right in the first congressional district after 10 years of (laughs) Tim Waltz. So uh, anyway, be out there, support uh, Jeremy Munson, and check out our band playing out live for the first time since... Leap Day. So uh, Elephant in the Room going to be live from 7 to 11 at Freedom Fest. Again, go to shotinthedark.info. Check out the details. And if you're in the greater Mankato Metroplex, I hope to see you there. 651- 289-4488. If you uh, want to join us, you can also join us on hashtag Narnshow. That's N-A-R-N show. We'll go into the phones in just a minute here. By the way, I I mentioned before the break the, the fact that people's Begging to differ with big left, maybe having an effect. It appears, for all of Mayor Wheeler of Portland's uh, bravado in in wanting the feds out of Portland, it looks like the president seems to have shamed the ultra left mayor of Portland into putting down Portland's anti-faz attempt at an autonomous zone Tuesday night this past week. Quote, anti, end quote, F.A. and other rioters and anarchists attempted to seize property in Portland the same way they did in Seattle and the same way they've done in Powderhorn Park in Minneapolis, setting up the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest, a.k.a. CHOP. Uh, In this case, the Portland anarchists called the area the Chinook Land Autonomous Territory, or CLAT, since the land was allegedly stolen from Native Americans. Now, while Chaz and CHOP endured for weeks... Clat lasted 36 hours. Why is that? At first, it seems respect for the autonomous zone. By the way, this is from Pajamas Media. It might be rosier in Portland than it was in Seattle. Antifa has been terrorizing Portland, not for days, not for weeks, but for years with relative impunity. Acting Secretary of Homeland Security Wolf put it the city of Portland has been under siege for 47 straight days by a violent mob while local political leaders refuse to restore order to protect their city and the rights of the citizens who aren't part of quote anti end quote fa. Each night lawless anarchists destroy and desecrate property including the federal courthouse and attack the brave law enforcement officers protecting it. Well, yet in the we out, and, and you'd think that this is. After six weeks of constant siege following on years of impunity with the blessing of government, you'd think that that would just be the status quo. Yet, in the wee hours of this past Thursday morning, police cleared out, clat, the Chapman Square Park and Lounsdale Square Park where anti Fah had set up, clat. Police reported closing down the parks at 5 a.m., arresting nine individuals for trespass and disorderly contact, quote, People were provided 10 minutes to leave the park at about 5, 10 a.m. Portland police walked through the parks to be sure everyone received the message. Parks were closed. People moved out of the parks to the north. You wouldn't think the ultra-left progressive uh, mayor of Portland would want to turn on, well, basically the children, nephews, and idiot uh, offspring of his base. In fact, he did his darndest to to make it look quite the opposite. He tweeted yesterday, the the president didn't quell it. He escalated it. His heavy-handed tactics led to a serious injury and inflamed an already tense situation. Well, job is done. And, and, And the mayor of Portland is doing best to weasel his way out of accountability from basically his political base for having done this. But the autonomous zone is gone. Hmm. Boy, Mr. President, we've got a target in uh, Minneapolis that's just dying for some attention here. Just saying. Let's go to the phones. Any need Dinah. Lawrence, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are live and on the air. So
6: you helped me through my uh, afternoon bicycle workout. So I thought I'd call in after I got my shower in. So, Excellent. So thanks for that.
4: Mm-hmm. It's a it's a, it's, so, a de- it's a dedicated biker who goes out today. I got to say that.
7: <laughs> yeah,
6: or as my girlfriend says, a nut a nutty one. So there were two They're things not. that captured my attention, and and you'll understand some background after I get through my kind of diatribe here. But the and, and it's two quick points. The first one is the uh, George Floyd incident is as hideous as it was, and it was hideous uh it was interesting that so many people said that it was mcconnell's fault it was trump's fault it was the republicans fault when clearly minneapolis has been in the hands of the same political power brokers now for decades and the speech that senator scott out of south carolina gave was extremely pivotal when he talked about cities that could have implemented non-chokehold bans, body cams, police training. These cities have been in the hands of the same political power brokers as Democrats for decades. But it was interesting how that just did not make it as a headline because it was so true. Uh, and that, that's my first one, but that's not the most important one that I think that I'd like to talk about. If you look at the uh, Black Lives Matter Man, Black Lives Matter manifesto, They basically put something in there that calls the nuclear family a European concept or a Euro concept, something like that, and they're not promoting that. I find that appalling, and I find it appalling because if you look at poverty, the one slippery slope into poverty is a single-family home, single-family children.
4: Single-parent family,
6: yep. Single-parent family. If you look at the number of incarcerated black males in jail or in prisons, and you say, tell me what the common denominator is. But most of these kids, what will they tell you? No father figure, single parent homes. I will guarantee you that come the next election, when people interview specifically, Mr. Biden, no one will ask him to reconcile his perspective on the nuclear family as it relates to what um, Black Lives Matter is pr- proposing. And personally, yep. I and mean, very personally, I find it appalling that Black Lives Matter would say, let's look at Barack Obama and his family. He's been a very good father figure for his wife and his children. Shouldn't we all aspire to do that? And it,
4: it absolutely it just creates and that leads way. up to the take next topic I want to talk about, Lawrence. By the way, thanks yeah. for the segue, and thanks for the Alrighty. call, as always. And uh, best of luck riding out there today. No, you're right. I, and to hit both your points, actually, that segues right up nicely to the next topic I want to talk about after the break here when we when we come back, when we take a break, which will be a few minutes away here. But the first bit there, yes, this idea that uh, the left is doing, that, that where they are trying to transfer blame uh, off to Trump for the for the, for the crimes and negligence and, and frankly, uh, <laughs> phony bogus priorities of single party governments in in cities nationwide. I mean, and and you're right, absolutely, Lawrence. The uh, the governments of all these cities where the the violence is happening have been single party. Uh, no less single party than than Berlin in the 1970s for decades. I mean, some of these cities are closing in on 100 years since they last had a Republican mayor. Uh, Minneapolis is 60 years, with the exception of a very brief one-day period in 1972, where Minneapolis had a through some procedural uh, legere domain, a Republican mayor for one, count it one day. Not enough to do much in the way of impact. So, uh, yes, and this is basically gaslighting. I mean, they're basically trying to tell the people of this, especially people who aren't progressives, that the bad things that happen, they're really your fault. If it weren't for all of you, we'd all be just hunky dory. I mean, if America's left were a bunch of husbands, and the people they're talking to with this sort of stuff were Spouses, girlfriends, wives. Let's let's be inclusive. Same sex partners, and they did this sort of thing. It would be classified as a form of psychological abuse. It's it's gaslighting. It's telling people they don't know what they really think. The things they see don't really exist. That the the the, the things that they believe are are false. And by the way, it's them that's causing the problems, not us. Oh, no, if if all of you red staters weren't taking more tax dollars from us than we send to you, we, we could we, we could make everything work, notwithstanding the fact that it's been 60, 70, almost 100 years in many cities with borderline unlimited budgets in some cases, not as many as the progressives would like, as much money as progressives would like, because there's no way to keep them satisfied. But uh, in every case, they've had 60 or 70 unimpeded years to get their way and to, to bring the utopia they keep promising they're going to bring. And yet, with no results. And, and Lawrence, your second point brings up a subject I wanted to talk for the last half hour here today. I'm going to get one segment at this rate, but boy, it's going to be a good segment. Let's take a break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280 The Patriot, 651 289 4488, the number to call, or join us at hashtag NARNSHOW, that's N A R N SHOW, in case you just want to join us via the miracle of writing. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM12A, The Patriot. Back for one more segment, which means the fun really still is just beginning.
0: AM1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Finally, the story of how the Justice Department tried to subvert President Trump. It's in a brand new book entitled Above the Law. This is Matt Whitaker, former acting United States Attorney General. My new book, Above the Law, is a first-hand account of how former
2: FBI chief James Comey and top officials in the Justice Department worked against the president and how the Mueller investigation amounted to nothing more than political subversion.
0: Read Matthew Whitaker's eye-opening account of Obamagate in Above the Law. It's at Amazon and wherever books are sold.
3: More and more these days, it feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost too is the
6: unique capacity sports
3: have to inspire us, to unite us. Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. They're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Minnesota high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. <laughs> If you prefer real, honest-to-goodness sport played for all the right reasons, you'll find it at your hometown high school, High
2: School Sports.
3: Games are being played this weekend at a Minnesota high school near you. Okay, everybody, who's in?
2: This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
0: Quit smoking now for half price through this special offer from Breathe Therapy in this station. Get one Breathe Therapy program for two hundred fifty dollars. Breathe Therapy is fast, easy, and effective. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, and half price offers, or call the station now.
4: Welcome back, Twin Cities and World the about Alliance about Radio Networks. Don't forget Brad Carlson up tomorrow, one to three on AM twelve A. The Patriots. Also, don't forget King Banyan, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessmen. We are the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating Twin Cities media for, gosh, going on. We're going to be getting to 20 years before too terribly long here, and that tickles me pink, ladies and gentlemen. 651-289-4488 or still available on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. Should you care to join us? Not much time for calls here right now, actually, because it's one last subject I have to talk about here, and I I hope to spend a half an hour on this. In fact, I may spend a whole hour on it next week. Uh, it's been talked about on all of our national shows. I know Larry Elder had great sport with this next bit here. Uh, this this came this came up because a, a group called the uh, the American uh, African American History Museum posted this uh, this past week, and, and I. And, and you've pro- if you've listened to the AM twelve A, the Patriot, you've heard at least uh, D- Larry Elder, Dennis Prager, I think probably Sebastian Gorka as well, talking about this, um, talking about race at the Nas- National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington D.C. A piece entitled "Aspects and Assumptions of Whiteness: White Culture in the United States." Now, the term whiteness, by the way, I mean anyone who comes to me using the term whiteness. I, I just have to. I, I, I'm a polite person, but know that in my mind I'm mocking them and taunting them, at least at the very least silently, because the concept of quote whiteness end quote any any idea that that thinks a, a reference to skin color of a group that that includes everything from Norwegians to Armenians and Sicilians to Finns and Frenchmen to Russians is completely meaningless. Completely meaningless. Now, now it, it, it's a piece that, that you've no doubt heard and that, that I'll be linking it shot, I actually linked it shot in the dark to info this past week, calling out some various aspects of <clears throat> whiteness that have become the norm in our society. What struck me as odd, I mean, if you go to Germany and did a museum of, I don't know, people whose ancestry is not from Germany for whatever reason, and you say, well, people in Germany tend to speak German to follow rules and to have a a, a mystical attraction to the land that is now Germany. And boy, is this weird. People would say, well, yeah, it's Germany. And if you were to say go to France and create a museum of uh, people who weren't born in France, or whose culture isn't originating in France, and say, the French uh, speak French, they're terribly rude waitstaff, and they eat smelly cheese, and they've made this their cultural norm, you'd say, well, yeah, that's what cultures do. They create norms. Well, the... National Museum of African American History and Culture called out these aspects of, quote, whiteness as things that are the norm in American culture, or white culture, as they refer to it in the United States. Rugged individualism, the notion that the individual is the primary unit of society, that we are self-reliant or expected to be self-reliant, that we value independence and autonomy and reward it, The individual is assumed to be in control of their environment, or flip side, you get what you deserve. That the family structure is, as Lawrence pointed out, the nuclear family, the father, mother, some number of children, is the ideal social unit. The husband's the breadwinner, the head of the household, the wife is a homemaker, since when? And subordinate to the husband? Oh, good Lord, since when? Children should have their own rooms and be independent. I'm not sure that that is a tenet of whiteness, but okay, By the way, there's an emphasis on the scientific method, objective, rational, linear thinking. That's not whiteness. That's just not being a humanities department snowflake these days. Anyway, cause and effect relationships, quantitative emphasis, a history based on northern European immigrants' experience in the United States, heavy focus on the British Empire, the primacy of Western Greek, Roman, and Judeo-Christian traditions, with the protestant work ethic that comes with it that the, the emphasis on hard work is a key to success work before play and, and if you didn't have if you didn't meet your goals you didn't work hard enough. business before pleasure as uh, some like my grandmother would have put it and this is refer- I, by the way it goes on for three more pages of examples of how white cultures become the norm and of course like all things coming from the doctrinaire cultural left it's baked wind this is not example, this, this is not symptoms of whiteness meaningless as that term is it's not a matter of whiteness these are characteristics of what we call western civilization a civilization that drew some of its initial philosophical underpinnings from the Greeks and the Romans, fed in vast swaths of Northern European, as in Nordic and and English, culture, melded in together the the, the Celtic and Gallic romance cultures of of France, Italy, Spain, and created a, a melting pot of different ideas, many of which go back to the Greeks and Romans in the classical era, many of which were focused by the... Adoption of logic, rational, linear thought, and a and a coherent philosophy during the Renaissance, guided by a focus on individualism that, and and the value, even more importantly, of the individual that comes from, that's right, Judeo Christianity. It's not something that is born into the DNA of a white person. In fact, I will say, without fear of rational contradiction, that had there had been an empire built at least ostensibly on on reason and philosophy that gave way to uh, cultures built, eventually experienced a renaissance built around the nobility and worth of the individual and the primacy of rational thinking. And had that cultural history happened in, I don't know, Zimbabwe or Burma, that, what we now know as Western civilization, could very well have been what we could in a parallel universe call Southern civilization. And some museum of white or Asian culture could be referring to these things these, this individualism, this emphasis on the scientific method, the, the emphasis on the Bantu work ethic as examples of how blackness or Burmaness or Pick your ethnic group that happened to have that history, that shared cultural experience, the, the culture that they have. I mean, if, if Japan had had the same cultural history that we have in the West, it would be Japanese culture that people would be that, that likely would have, have had a similar uh, cultural history to that of the West, They're not complaining about whiteness. They're complaining and doing their best to undercut Western civilization. And this is where you and I, the beneficiaries of that civilization, along with all of the other people in our society who who benefited from it but don't know it, need to draw the line. And this is where we draw the line every weekend. Thanks for tuning in. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. God bless you all. God bless America. relief factor,
2: effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took relief factor for two Weeks, yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com. audiences
0: everywhere are saying Uncle Tom
2: is a must-see movie. A movie that is changing hearts and minds and creating hope. An eye-opening masterpiece of the real history of America. You
6: can't depend on a government school to teach you raw history.
7: If you find a very educated black American, somebody who got a 4.0 at a public high school, they are actively learning their history wrong.
2: This is the first thoughtful, factual,
6: and historical film about Black America.
4: There should be a pride that we have in the
2: fact that this country was built by many great Black men and women. I focus on three things, belief in God, belief in myself, and my belief in the United States of America. Uncle Tom is one of the most important documentaries of our time, starring Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Brandon Tatum,
3: and Herman Cain. Get your copy today at UncleTom.com. Use promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20%.